0: You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nada as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical.
1: Hey, Dave, how are you doing today?
0: Well, Nick, you know, Dave's not here, but I'm almost as cool as Dave, just less responsibilities as the summer intern.
1: No, Dave, while the boss is away, the boys will play. Isn't that how it goes? I think
0: it's something like that, right? <laughs>
1: So, uh, we didn't want to interrupt our weekly podcast with Dave out today. Um, so, we have our summer intern, Cade Campbell, on today. And we're going to kind of talk, just do interview style with Cade and kind of learn a little bit about him and see how his summer's going so far. Cade, you ready for that? I'm ready. Sounds great. All right. This is uh, one of your big tests to see if you uh, pass the internship this summer, how you answer these questions. I'm ready. (laughs) So with that, Cade, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? How you ended up at Michigan State all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I will be a rising senior in the fall at Michigan State. I'm studying finance, minor in insurance and risk management, and then another minor in financial planning and wealth management. I grew up in a little town in the middle of Wyoming called Riverton, heart of the mountains and uh, the Rocky Mountains. So big outdoorsman, love to hunt, fish, hike, anything outside. So found myself at, at Michigan State kind of through a scholarship program and I love it out here. So that's, uh, that's kind of a little bit about me.
1: That's awesome. I can't imagine that there's a lot of uh, Montana kids going to Michigan State, huh? Well, Wyoming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I always laughs> the states, the states, Montana's a little north. I like, I like to call it like the great value Wyoming, but don't let that secret get out because we, we try to keep people out of Wyoming. No.
1: <laughs> so you don't, you don't have stats on the Montana kids that come to Michigan State <laughs> I <don't>, then? <laughs> I don't have any stats on Montana kids. I do have some stats on Wyoming kids.
0: There's actually a really unique scholarship program that, that some anonymous donors started to kind of connect Wyoming kids and they've since added upper peninsula kids as well unfortunately the scholarship program is actually sunsetting but at the time so there was a decent amount of us um there's there's about 45 wyoming kids here right now and, and it's been every year like that for For quite a few years. So there's, there's a small number of us, but in terms of Wyoming as a percentage of the population, it's actually a decent amount.
1: Do you guys have your own little club that you uh, all hang out and reminisce about the old times? (laughs) You guys commute back and forth together on breaks?
0: (laughs) We do. So it's actually really cool. So we we get together three times a semester and have dinner together and stuff and, and plan, you know, trips to the airport when we're going back for Christmas and Thanksgiving and and whatnot. So it's really, really nice to have that community out here being so far away from
1: home. So I want to go back to something you said that I'm not aware of. What exactly is a rising senior? Well, What what does it mean to rise? (laughs) How are you rising as a senior?
0: (laughs) Well, it's kind of that weird space in between uh, junior and senior year, I guess. I don't know if I'm officially a senior yet. Uh, I've got to make it through the summer before I I can start. So
1: this interview, this internship is it. That's it. I know.
0: (laughs) If I don't, if I fail the internship, I can't, I can't go on.
1: Yeah. You go from rising senior to failing
0: junior. (laughs) <laughs> the following junior, yeah.
1: So, tell us a little bit about the wealth management program at Michigan State and how you got uh, interested in pursuing that.
0: Yeah, so the wealth management program is really cool. So, um, Professor Steve Schiestel, uh started that program. I don't know what it's been four or five years now. I think, and it's and it's really cool because it's aligned with the CFP, so the Certified Financial Planning um, standards. For their education requirements. So as you progress throughout the program, if you pass all the classes and, and whatnot, it, it satisfies those education requirements. So it's really a good way to get a jumpstart on a, on a financial planning career because it's kind mm-hmm. of a new concept too. There's not a lot of, of schools that, that offer that. So it's really cool. Um, and then kind of circling back to how I got interested. So when I was in high school, I was trying to get a direction on what I wanted to study in school. I didn't really know. I had a, had a couple requirements. I wanted every day to be different. Um, and I wanted to be able to help people. So originally that kind of led me towards healthcare. So I did some job shadowing with doctors and, and in the hospital and physical therapists and occupational therapists. And I just wasn't really enjoying it that much. And I've always liked money. I've always liked stocks. I've always liked investing. And, and I was talking with somebody and they were like, well, I had kind of told them those requirements of, of wanting to help people and every day being different and, and mixing it up. they said, you know, you should go talk to to the local financial advisor and see if you can, can job shadow. And so I ended up job shadowing, and kind of did a little mini internship type thing um, there. And I loved it. And it was also, it was right at the start of COVID. It was spring of 2020. So as we know, you know, the stock market was crazy. The economy was crazy. The world was crazy. Um, and it was just super cool to you know, watch an advisor be able to talk to a client that was, that was in distress and kind of calm them down and and give them guidance. And, you know, here's the plan we laid out for you. It's all going to work out. This, this is just a speed bump. You know, the road's not closed. This is just a speed bump. So that's kind of where, that's kind of where my, uh, my passion for for financial planning and and wealth management stuff got started. And then as I've progressed, I've done a couple more internships and then through the the program at Michigan State, um, I really enjoy it. I do.
1: I love that. That's awesome. I'm super excited that they have those programs now. And and so, you know, when I used to sit in some of these meetings with other financial planners, they would ask, How many of you actually went into, you know, studied finance in college? And there was like, you know, five out of maybe a hundred people that like raised their hands. Almost everybody was like a career changer of some sort. And Mm -hmm. and actually even I who raised my hand, studied finance, but we actually had a personal financial planning track similar to the one that you're on at Northern Michigan when I went. And I purposely chose not to do it, although I did take some classes. So <laughs> like, even I didn't study personal financial planning. So I'm super excited that they have more and more of these. Um, we've had interns from the Michigan State one for the past three years. and It's been a blessing for us and also the industry. So, I love that program that they're doing that. They're doing more and more of those. Um, I think the last time we counted, there was somewhere around 10 or 11 in the state of Michigan, which is great. So, tell me a little bit about future Cade and what you're thinking in terms of, you know, what are you looking forward to most in your career as a financial planner?
0: That's, uh, there's, a, there's a couple things. So, You know, I'm really looking forward to clients. I'm a big people person. I love building relationships. um, So that's kind of one of the things I'm really excited for is, you know, to get those clients and to start building those relationships. And and then the second thing that I'm kind of looking forward to is, you know, as a financial advisor, you're and planner, you're really an entrepreneur. And, and so I'm excited for that. You know, you kind of get to build your own business and you get to run it the way you want to run it. And, and you get in and, and, you know, whatever system you fit into as, as an advisor, you, you learn and you learn from the people around you, but you still kind of get to have your own style and, and your own blend. And that's one of the cool things I've even seen with you and Dave. You know, you're, you're in the same system and you work together really well and you both do a really good job, but you each have your own, your own style. And, and that's, that's another thing I'm really excited for is you're, you're an entrepreneur, you get to build it the way you want to build it. And you find find your people and your clients that you want to have, and and you get to
1: help them. That's a great great point, Caden. And we don't always talk about it, but you know you really do have a lot of flexibility to kind of build the way that you want to. You know, obviously there's larger firms and there's larger IRAs and broker dealers out there, but even those operate pretty independently when it comes to the financial advisors, and so you can really kind of craft this the way that you want to, and it makes it interesting and exciting for us. So. Um you talked a little bit about having a couple of different internship experiences. I'm curious, you know, what's different from those versus working in a small fee-only RIA like ours? What uh, what stands out to you as being a little bit different than some of your past experiences?
0: Definitely. So, so I've had, this is kind of my third internship. I um, I've been in different spaces. Like I said, I've kind of been at a, at a large broker dealer and then kind of an independent broker dealer. And now you guys, a smaller uh, feel on the RIA. And, and one of the big differences I've noticed is, is just the size and the number of clients. And, and because of that, I think you guys are able to offer all of your services to all of your clients where these places I was at before, they're big. And so not necessarily every client gets every service. And that doesn't mean they're not doing a good job because the one common thing mm-hmm. is, is, you know, I was very fortunate. I've been under good advisors at, at every internship I had. And so good advisors do good work no matter who they're working for. Um, I think there's, you know, there's probably bad advisors mm-hmm. in the RIA space, just like there is in, in every other space. Um, but that's kind of the big one, I think is just, sure. just kind of the sheer size. You know, they, they have a lot more clients. They're a lot busier. You know, they, they can't necessarily offer every service. You know, you guys were just doing tax planning this morning. We sat in a tax planning meeting together. And when you have a thousand clients or 1200 clients, you know, with two advisors, you can't necessarily do that for everybody. You just don't have the time. You don't have the capacity for that. So I think that's one of the big things.
1: That's a great observation, and you know one of the things that we do as a firm is we have fit meetings, right? Because right. you know the way that we do things isn't always the way, it doesn't work for every client. Not every client wants all those services, and so we try to you know talk about what we do and what we offer and what the cost is, so that they can make an informed decision. Um, because you're right, you know we do a lot of things for our clients, and because of our size, we're able to do that. Uh, but not everybody wants and/or needs that, so it's an interesting observation on your part. So, Cade, what do you think your favorite part about financial planning is? What are you most interested? Obviously, it's a broad field, and there's lots of different things that you can do. And hopefully, we've been able to expose you to a lot of that. But do you have some favorites?
0: Yeah, I, I you know, like kind of touched on it earlier from a macro perspective, it's it's really getting to spend time with clients. But but to kind of break that down underneath the surface. I like the, like the planning side of things and, and the investment side of things and the investment side of things is kind of um, arbitrary. Um, I enjoy capital markets and, and learning about the economy and, and you know taking a stab at what's going to happen next, but you're really just covering your eyes and throwing a dart. You don't really know, you know we all know you know the invest, the best no. way to invest. <laughs> but um, I enjoy that, but I do really enjoy the planning the planning part. so you can sit down with a client. And dissect their life and their goals and, and what they, what, what to them is a rich life. It it might not just be having money. It might not be being wealthy. What is a rich life to each individual person? And then fleshing that plan out. And then hopefully you have this client, you know, for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it might be. And you can see that plan come to fruition and that, that tangible tangible outcome. Mm -hmm. That's what I really, really love about it.
1: I love that. It's near and dear to my heart. uh, I always say it's something that keeps me going, gets me excited to get out of bed every day and get over to the office is just, you know, working with people on what's important to them. And, and it's not, like you said, it's not money. Most 99% of the time money affects it, but it's not really, you know, the amount of money you have or the return that you're getting. And so super interesting and everybody's different, right? So every day we come to work with people that have different ideas of what that looks like. And it's our job to kind of help them put it together. So
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, how many careers do you get to, you get to help people achieve their their dreams I mean you're really building their dreams and helping them achieve those there's not very many careers where where you get to do that
1: that being your favorite part what do you what so far what's been your least favorite or what do you what do you like the least
0: yeah and this isn't uh, this isn't particular just to you guys this has been through all my internships and even uh being in school and whatnot is i uh, I'm a very active person and I'm an outdoorsman and I like to be outside and I like to be active and and sometimes this this career path isn't the most conducive to that because you're in an office a lot of times. And so balancing, still being active, breaking up the day where I'm not just in front of a, a screen all day long, is kind of the key component to me of, of what's my least favorite part is I find myself at the end of the day, if, if I didn't go for a quick little walk or, or work out in the morning or mm-hmm. something, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm just in a bad mood. And I, when I look back, I had a great day. I loved the day. I enjoyed mm-hmm. what I did. But but after eight hours of being in an office, I'm like, okay, you need to go do something outside. You need to go do something active. So for me, that's that's the yeah. the, the hurdle that I'm going to have to get over with my career. So that's the big sticky point for me. For sure.
1: For sure. You know, that's everybody's got their own way that they deal with that. You know, it's just kind of one of those things of... And, and one of the beauties of this career is you can really build a lot of that stuff in, right? Like, you can decide that, hey... I'm not going to come into work into the office until 10. And that gives me two to three hours in the morning to go mess around in the woods or whatever it is, right? Like everybody has to kind of figure out how to build that in. And so I think as you progress, you'll find your way of how to do that and and how how to make that a part of what you want. I think that's definitely doable in a career like this. So. Keep your hat up. Yeah. We'll get you out there. And that's, that's one of the things, I know it's, it's kind of
0: a grind right now. You know, it's that, and everybody says that you got to get in and cut your teeth. But, but once you, once you get that style built, I know that that it's going to be, that's why this career path is great. Because like I was mentioning earlier, you're an entrepreneur, you can build it the way you want. It's not, I'm not working for a big corporation sitting in a cubicle where I have to be there for eight hours Mm -hmm. a day, you know, in that cubicle. Oh yeah. I can I can mm-hmm. do things outside with clients and, and be active and, and structure mm-hmm. it that way. So I'm super excited for that.
1: Well, if that doesn't work, Apple's got this new headset thing. So maybe <laughs> you can do your client meetings in the woods somewhere <laughs> virtually.
0: <laughs> if I can afford one, I think they're thirty five hundred
1: bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that <laughs> business expense. Can summer interns get bonuses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, don't tell Dave. He's gone. So. Dave's uh, gone. <laughs> I don't know why we all got virtual headsets, Dave. <laughs> don't bother to look at the credit card receipt this month. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, <laughs> let's see. Based on your experience, if you could think back or if you, ha- if there was an incoming freshman going into wealth management program, what kind of advice would you give them?
0: I would just give them I would just tell them to be active in in the that wealth management space in the classes in the clubs um you know the wealth management association at Michigan State I'm sure other universities that that offer these programs have them as well. That's a great place to network. I've made some great friends through the through the club. Um I've met a lot of advisors. I've heard of a lot of advisors come in and speak. And there's a lot of internship opportunities that come out of it, job opportunities. So just just be active in those clubs, uh, be active in your classes. There's lots of great opportunities. You know, we have some some really good adjunct faculty that teach at, teach at MSU. So Eric Wagner's an advisor here in Lansing. He's a wonderful professor. You know, he's got firsthand experience. Steve Schiestel, who kind of set the program up as a professor, um, has been in the in the wealth management space. So it's, it's really unique. We get, we get a different perspective. It's not just, just from an educational point. These, these, these professors have hands-on experience doing this kind of work, and you can learn a lot from them. So, um, you know, be active, pay attention, join the clubs. Um, reach out to people when you need help, if you have questions um, and you're going to make make great friends and you're going
1: to learn, you're going to learn a lot. About how many kids are in the uh, wealth management program? Do you know?
0: So it's growing, which has been great. Every year our numbers grow. I think last year we had around uh, 55 or 60 kids. Don't quote me exactly on that, but it's right around that number. And it seems like every year we add somewhere between 10, between 10 and 20% more. So, you know, hopefully this year we're around nice. 70 to 80. So, It's great. The program's really been growing.
1: So, so far in your experience, what would you say that you learned about money or financial planning that surprised you the most?
0: I really think, you know, that it's, that it means something different to everybody. I think you, Mm. you know, I really thought, you know, when I was younger and, and looking at this and even maybe in my first kind of experience was that the goal of financial planning and money was to just have as much of it as you can to retire comfortably and those mm. kinds of things. But mm. as, as I've gotten a little bit older, and not that, not that I'm that old, but as I've gotten a little <laughs> bit older and I've spent, spent more time in these spaces, I've really realized the importance is to be able to enjoy your money and still be comfortable. And, and so that's, that's what means something yeah. different to everybody. Some, some people it is, it's, it's having the, a ton of savings. Some people it's going on a family vacation every year. Mm. Some people it's buying a new vehicle. Um, so it really just means something different to everybody. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really been a unique perspective that I've gained over the last three or four years is, is just what money means to each individual and that that is the part of financial advising that matters is how to, how to make, let each individual achieve that.
1: Yeah, that's great. I, you know, money uh, on itself is a means to an end, right? And, right. You know, what I t- often will tell clients is, you know, our goal is to have enough money that you sleep soundly at night, but we're using it in ways that make you excited to get up in the morning, right? Like, right. That's the that's the dream, and everybody's answer to those questions are different. It, it really is. It's a very interesting social experiment, if you will, exactly. <laughs> the kind of money and the role it plays in our lives and and what we do with it. And, Very, uh, it can be very interesting for sure. We touched on this a little bit, but as far as your career goes, what are you most looking forward to?
0: I'm really passionate about everything in the in the finance space. Like I mentioned before, from investments to economic capital markets to clients. You know, I've always heard I've heard a lot of people say, you know, oh, working's a sorry way to make a living. And, and I'm actually, <laughs> I'm on the, I'm on the other end of that spectrum and maybe, maybe I'll get a rude awakening when I really get out into the workforce, but I'm, I'm just very excited to hit the ground running. I've had some great internship experiences. So hopefully I'm, I can take the knowledge that I've learned over the last couple of years from, from the, you know, the minor and the, and my classes and my internship experience and, hit the ground running and start a, start a career somewhere doing something, you know, and, and get some clients and, and Mm -hmm. be able to be able to make a difference in other people's lives because money's a big, big, you know, we, I mean, we've talked about it. Money's a big, big part of people's lives. So it's, when I, when I think about it, you know, like I'd mentioned earlier, I was thinking about going into healthcare because in, in my, you know, 17, 18 year old mind, that was the only way you could help people was through their health. And then once I started to get into this, this space, I started to realize how much of a stressor money can be on people. And, you know, it's the leading cause of divorce. It's all sorts of, you know, there's lots of, you know, families when, when people pass on and and assets start to transfer and estate plans. And it can be a, it's a, it's arguably probably, you know, one of the biggest, biggest aspects of, of people's lives. And so to be able to, to help them with that and be involved in it, and, and hopefully be a competent advisor in the future and, and
1: make a difference in,
0: in people's lives. That's, that's what I'm excited for.
1: Can't wait to see that happen. That's fantastic. And I, you know, what great advice for a college kid work is a terrible way to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, cause once you're done with college,
0: what do you do for the rest of your life? You work, <laughs> you don't have to, but you, you pretty much do, you know? So, uh,
1: you know, lots of people go to school for 10 years, Gabe.
0: That's- <laughs> Oh, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> thinking, thinking about taking that fifth or sixth year. Got a red shirt Just year right. in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so this is probably the most important question of the day, Cade. Who's the better podcast host, Dave or I?
0: <laughs> well, you know, Nick, I think it really depends. I think it depends on if you've had your kale smoothie and your nap.
1: And it depends on if Dave
0: has been out in the woods recently and, no. and if his dogs have been barking at him or not. So if he's got taken the dogs on a walk and he's been outside then, it, then and you haven't had a kale smoothie and a nap, it's Dave and vice versa. So I think, no, you guys mm, both bring a I lot to that. the table. You both bring different things to the table and the, and the podcasts are great to listen to. And there's a lot of good information
1: on them. I enjoy them. Very diplomatic, Kate. You're going to go places. I got a feeling. Uh, Maybe a politician one day. I don't know. (laughs) There you go. If this financial planning thing doesn't work out. Yeah. Politics. (laughs) All right, sir. Do you, uh, any burning questions you have for, uh, me since we, uh, since I'm on the hot mic here, anything, uh, you want to know? It's your chance. In front of the whole world. In front of the, the whole world. His mom and my mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the two listeners.
1: That's why you asked me the question about who the best
0: podcast host was. <laughs> um, what's your favorite part of every day uh, as an advisor? And what's your least favorite part?
1: Oh man, great question. So my favorite part is working with clients. And it's kind of a split too. Like there's something about working with a client that I've worked with for, you know, I've been in this industry for 16, 17 years. And I've had some clients follow me that whole time. And so getting to see one of those clients that's been with me for a long time and just having those conversations and seeing where they're at is awesome. It's an amazing part of the journey and really rewarding. And then I would say the other side of that is meeting a new client and walking them through the process and just unlocking some of those doors and putting the plan together for the first time. And that's super rewarding for me. I love that part of it too. And so it's kind of twofold, but it's all, you know, client facing, being in front of clients, having those conversations, those relationships and, and seeing where that stuff goes is it's what gets me up and excited about the morning and You know, my least favorite part of the job is is probably some of the compliance technical side of things and you know that's for a young advisor and and what we try to do in this office a lot with you know interns and you know our our younger advisors is there's there's a lot of technical work that you have to understand how to do and get right even though it's not always the flashiest most important you know making sure you know how to fill out an application to open an account and all the stuff that you need for that making sure you're doing the compliance stuff and making sure, you know, you're doing things the right way isn't always the most fun. And sometimes it's strenuous and takes a lot of time. And there's often times where we sit around and go, why in the world are we doing this again? No, because there's some arbitrary rule that was written 50 years ago that says we need to. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I guess we'll do it then. You know, it's not the greatest, but it's, you know, it's part of the gig. So we, we're we serious about that stuff and it is important, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not the first thing that I want to do when I get here in the morning.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Well, one more for you. And then I've got to go uh, yeah. mail a card for Father's Day because I'm running a little behind. I think that's in a couple of days and I haven't oh. done that yet. So better get that done. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to, you know, rising senior, falling junior um, that, that's wanting to, go, <laughs> wanting to go into this space, wanting to be an advisor?
1: You know, I would say rising uh, seniors, stick with it. You know, you're almost there. And this is a truly rewarding career if you, you know, if you're in it for the right reason, which you definitely are. And that is working with clients, helping clients. You know, if you're in this business to make a bunch of money, you can, but it will probably eat you alive at some point. Um, but if you're in this business to help clients, then you're in the right spot. And then I w- what I would say is doing some of the things that you're doing right now, which is take you know, any opportunity that you can get to meet with another advisor, do an internship, go out to coffee or whatever, and just soak up all that knowledge from everybody. Like 100%, that's exactly what I would be doing if I was in your shoes. And then, you know, lastly, don't be afraid to fail because each and every one of us as advisors have failed at some point. And that just we've learned so much more from that than the successes. And there's a lot of failure in this business in terms of, you know, when you're young and you're getting new clients and you're getting no's and you know, it doesn't always go the way that you want it to. And that's okay, right? Like you eventually you will attract the people that you are meant to work with. And the ones that don't end up working with you, it will be for the best. I promise you. And even though it won't feel like that in the moment, if you get into that habit of thinking that way, you're going to be just fine. There's more clients than there are financial advisors to service them, especially that are doing you know the planning, doing things the right way. And so eventually, it will all come together. It's, you know, it's not going to be easy from the beginning, um, but it will be worth it once you get there. So. Definitely. That's great advice. Thank you. You bet. Glad to uh, be able to answer some questions for you. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. We've loved having you this summer. I know you've still got a couple of weeks to go, um, but it's been great from our perspective and we're uh, excited, like I said, excited to see where your future takes you as a, as a rising senior. So we're, we're very appreciative of you and all that you brought to the team. So thank you for being here.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for, for hiring me and and teaching me and showing me the ropes. I've, I've enjoyed it. So a couple, couple more weeks, like you said, to soak up some more knowledge and, and see, see what's going on. So I'm excited.
1: And Dave probably learned a valuable lesson. I don't think he'll miss another podcast episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The boss is gone. The boys will play.
1: That's right. Since we uh, bought everybody headsets and virtual headsets and did a whole bunch of other things. So I think we're all going out to lunch on the company credit card too, right? (laughs) Who knows? Sky's the limit. (laughs) Uh, All right, my friend, I will see you on the other side. Awesome. Thanks thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it.
0: Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at